The following podcast is a program segment from the Midday Moments program with Gary Duncan. Join Gary for two hours of sacred music, along with moments of faith, family, and fun. Listen to AM 850 in St. Louis, or on the live stream at kfuo.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, KFUO Radio. AM 850 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. Music with a message here on the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for us to have our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold. Uh, Warren, what's on your mind for today? Well, I had just seen something at Answers in Genesis at their website, and Ken Ham had posted something that I thought might be interesting to talk about briefly today. We've all heard about the Big Bang, which people talk about the idea of how the cosmos, the universe, came into existence through a Big Bang. That's uh, prevailing non-biblical uh, worldview, a Big Bang that happened maybe 13, 14, 15 billion years ago. Well, uh, a recent thing has come out that some scientists who were proposing that life took millions and billions of years to evolve slowly when you could get all the things together have decided that's not going to work so they came up with the idea of a chemical big bang what they mean by a chemical big bang is that for simple life to have arisen there are certain things that you just have to have you can't have this if you don't have that you have to all these things in place at the same time in order for there to be life and so some scientists are now saying well there would need to be uh, a membrane to hold everything in there would need to be a process for metabolism to make and utilize energy and there would need to be the ability to reproduce by using genes and all of those have to be present at the same time in one place for there to be a living thing. And for a long, long time, they thought, well, they could happen by gradual steps, and eventually it would all come together. And they finally decided, well, no, that wouldn't work. So now they're going to propose that there would be a chemical Big Bang. And what they mean by that is that sometime in the distant past, there would have been something, say, a river with all the right chemicals at all the right temperature and all the right conditions to come together, and voila, you had the first living thing. It had a membrane, it had uh, energy, and could metabolize, and it could reproduce. All that had to be there at one time. How do they explain that? Do they explain over millions of years that all that got there? Well, in this case, what they would be saying is when there's a Big Bang that was the cosmological Big Bang, and so this would be a, a way of talking about when you finally had, say, planet Earth. So long, in their, in their storytelling, long after the Big Bang, where you had uh, stars and planets and stuff that eventually formed out of this big explosion, then on planet Earth, eventually you had water, and eventually in that water you had the right ingredients, and so you had just the right molecules under just the right conditions, in just the right place, at just the right time, and it just spontaneously led to a living organism. So it's uh, called the Goldilocks moment, and uh, just like the Goldilocks fairy tale, it's, it is a fairy tale. You know? <laughs> it's, this is not real life. There is not proof for that happening. And it's just remarkable that people who refuse to believe what is obvious, that it takes an, a super intelligent God to design and make living creatures so that they can then reproduce after their own kind. Instead of believing what the Bible says, they come up with pretty 
far-fetched scenarios and give them fancy names like Chemical Big Bang or the Goldilocks moment, as if that would somehow take the place of uh, God. And, you know, it just that it doesn't work. So, you know, we've talked about this in other programs before, that even when you look at the simplest forms of life, the simplest bacterium, there is so, so much complexity there. Uh, yes, it has a membrane. Yes, it has the ability to metabolize. Yes, it has the ability to reproduce. But even just think of reproduction. You know, RNA and DNA, you have to have all these chemicals in the right sequence so that it has the instructions to make the living thing. And where does that information that's in that coded uh, chain, the DNA, how, where, where's that information come from? You know, that, that all, where there's life, life comes from life, and information comes from information or an information giver. All of these things really point back to God. It, it's undeniable that the existence of life, with all its complexity and all its variety, points to the existence of God, so that even if you didn't have the Bible, you could figure out and should figure out that there is a God who is all-wise and, and almighty, and which is exactly what the Apostle Paul says, right? When you go to Romans chapter 1, he says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of man, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, for what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it, made it plain to them, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world uh, in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So once again, you know, what we see in the Bible is what we see in the world around us, that the evidence for God is there for those who will see it, and for those who refuse to see it, what can you say? It's, it's, it's not that God is not there or God has not left evidence of himself, but certainly in the created world, in the simplest living things, you can see the wisdom and power of God displayed. But for us as Christians, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? Because it's one thing to see the power and, and wisdom of God in creation, but ultimately we see the, the power of God and the wisdom of God in the grace of God that's been revealed to us in Jesus Christ, the crucified one. Think about what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, where he says, you know, that Greeks look for wisdom and Jews look for a sign, but we preach Christ crucified. The wisdom of God, the power of God. You know, the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. So in Christ, the crucified and risen Savior, there we see what we really need to know about God, who is both our Creator and our Redeemer. Can you lead us in prayer as we wrap up this uh, segment? I would be happy to do that. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your wisdom and power are seen in all that you have made, from the simplest forms of life to the most distant galaxies. But above that, you've shown us your wisdom, your power, and your grace in your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent into this world to be crucified for us sinners, and whom you raised from the dead on the third day, that we might have forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation by your grace through faith in him. 
Help us, O Lord, to study your word and to study your world and to see there your wisdom and majesty displayed and by faith in Jesus come to everlasting life with you, the Lord and giver of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you very much, Pastor Worth. It's as as always a pleasure to have you here on the program. It's my pleasure to be with you. We are the messenger of good news, Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis area.